Tuesday edition of PFTOT, the one Tuesday that feels like a Monday. Memorial Day weekend behind us. Summer unofficially has begun. Coming up in just a couple of days, Chris, the NFL owners will get together again virtually. Last week, they didn't focus on potential rule changes. This week, they will. And one of the proposals that is gaining momentum, the alternative to the onside kick, because the kickoff formation, as revised by the NFL for safety reasons, has made it harder for teams to recover an onside kick. They are suggesting the possibility of twice per game, a team choosing to use a 4th and 15 play from their own 25 as an alternative to the onside kick. If you convert, you keep possession. If you fail, the other team, the team that would be the receiving team, takes possession at the spot where your drive ended. We talked about this a little bit during PFT Live, but this is one that has plenty of layers and levels. The thing we mentioned earlier today, the idea that you can use it even if you're not trailing. You can use it twice per game whether you're ahead, whether you're behind, or whether the game is tied, I don't like the possibility, as we mentioned during the show, of a mastermind like Bill Belichick who goes up by four points with two seconds left to play instead of having to squib kick it and maybe we get a Stanford band type of a play. He can just have his quarterback run around and run out of bounds and the game is over. I don't like that. I, I want the team that is ahead to have to kick the ball off, not do this fourth and 15 play if they still have one of the two opportunities in their bag, Chris. Yeah, I agree. I would agree with you there. I mean, that would be against the spirit of the rule there to where they, they got to maybe make this down untimed down, right? I think realistically, maybe that's how you do it. Something like that. That would make the most sense. You know, I mean, listen, I'm torn between this, this new rule or this, you know, rule proposal. I like it in some ways. I understand that it will bring excitement to the football game. Uh, I, I understand that. And from that aspect, hey, I'm a fan and I want to see that too. But at the same time, too, I think um, there's a few things I'm worried about. You know, one, uh, I think the success rate of a, this type of fourth and 15 is going to be greater than like what the statistics show during seasons of fourth and 15 uh, numbers or whatever they might compile the, the statistical averages. I think it's going to be better than that, you know, for two reasons. This is what, you know, again, the, the quarterback and the offense are going to have to push the envelope here. They got to do it. The second thing is more times than not, it's going to be the team that's trailing more times than not. They have just gone on a long drive. Mike, you've heard me complain about this before where now the defense is exhausted and now they got to go out there for again, one of the biggest plays of the game which I think, again, will lead to maybe some sloppiness, too, on the defensive side of the ball where, you know, the, the pass interference, things like that, all of those type of things can happen to where that worries me a little bit, Mike, I think, uh, about the competitive balance. There's a part of me, hey, listen, there's a reason the team's up by more than two or three scores. They've dominated the football game, and I don't want to make it too easy to let some team into the game late in the game on these fourth and 15. So that's what I worry about, I guess. Let me ask you this question, because I recently wrote about the fatigue factor for the defense. And I, I credited that. you. Thank you very much. The idea, Thank you. The idea that the defense has just been been driven upon, given up a touchdown, and now they have to go back and defend this fourth and 15 play. And if they fail, they have to stay out on the field. The pushback I got from some was, well, the offense is going to be tired, too. The offensive line is going to be tired as well. So it's a wash. Address that since you played. 
Well, yeah, it's still not the same. You know, the offensive line, they don't need to have the same intensity. They get to work as a group as far as four pass rushers are concerned and things like that. Offenses can pick certain plays, too, to give the offensive line, you know, a break. Might be a wide receiver screen or something like that to where they can get the ball out of the hand. Hey, receiver, go run. Those defense alignments still got to go run after that receiver and pursue them. The offensive alignment, yeah, they're going to block downfield and try to do that, but it's a perceived almost playoff that way. You know, it's, it takes more energy to play defense than offense. It does. You're having to chase people on the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, from that standpoint, and you don't know where you're going. The offense knows where they're going. So there is a difference there as far as the intensity and emotions that need to be brought by the defensive side of the ball, Mike. And, hey, there's that. And let me ask you this. I mean, I feel like fourth and 15 favors the teams with the best quarterbacks or the best passing offenses. And I'm not necessarily sure I love that aspect of it, too. That's another thing I want to talk to you about. Well, you're right. And it was Patrick Mahomes who took to Twitter once the proposal came to light with a couple of emojis that indicate he's delighted by the possibility of a fourth and 15 play in order to keep possession. Andy Reid, the coach of the Chiefs, has come out and said, I've got a quarterback who can convert fourth and 15. Let me tell you something. From my standpoint, a guy who plays a little bit of Madden almost every day, the prospect of being able to keep possession by converting fourth and 15. Hell, I go for fourth and 15 all the time. I converted one yesterday. I got to play for fourth and 15. I know how to do it. I mean, my goodness, it, it really does invite um, the risk-taking by the teams that, number one, have a coach who is wired to think that way. But number two, you have a quarterback you feel good about. And you have a play yeah. that you've designed specifically for fourth and 15. You know how teams have a goal line package? And you know, at times, like one of the reasons why teams aren't successful on fourth and long you don't practice fourth and long you don't have a lot of fourth and long plays well you know what now you know i'm glad we're talking about this because i've kind of tripped over something here now you are going to have fourth and 15 plays which is going to make it easier to convert fourth and 15 that's what i was saying alternative right that's why i was saying at the start of the segment i think statistically if we start to go down that we're going to see more conversions than what the, the numbers would li- lead us to believe maybe for the last 20 years and fourth and 15 plus type, because you're right. Teams are going to take more time to practice it. Now they're going to develop more plays. The other thing I get concerned about too, Mike is, you know, a quarterback throwing into quadruple coverage, right? It's a horrible decision. He threw a jump ball, pass interference on the defense. What are you talking about? He just threw the ball. No, I worry about that. And You know, another thing, too, Mike, to what you kind of just brought up, you know, okay, yeah, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they're built to do that and certainly have an advantage. You know, I don't know. Is that as fair to the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, I'm sorry. That's my dog back there. But is that that fair to do the Baltimore Ravens? Like, to me, if you're going to have a fourth and 15, maybe they should have some sort of scenario where it's fourth and two and you have to run the football, right? To where, like, no, you have to run it. Maybe the four teams like the 49ers or the Ravens, they might go, hey, I'm more in favor of that than the fourth and 15 trying to throw with Jimmy Garoppolo or an offense in Baltimore that doesn't have a ton of receivers that I trust. And we're not built like that. I'm just throwing it out there. What do you think? Well, you know what? I kind of like this now. How about this? And and we're just this was not planned. We're just kind of riffing here. What if the team that would be kicking off and would be using the onside kick says we want to do the onside kick alternative 
And then the defense chooses whether it's fourth that, and 15 or whether it's fourth and two. And you and have it to would run it. Be, right. Yeah. And well, and, and it would be fourth and two from the two where you don't get 75 yards behind you. That you have to worry about play action and Patrick Mahomes throwing for a touchdown on that play. Now, look, it quick, quickly gets convoluted and complicated. But if we're just talking about a way to retain possession, I, I, do, I want the defense to be able to force the offense to run the ball. And you don't force them to run the ball unless it's fourth and two from the two. That's why I throw that out there as a twist. But I like the idea that maybe the defense gets to pick the matchup. If the offense says we're going to go with the alternative, the defense says, well, it's either going to be fourth and 15 uh, from the 25, or it's going to be fourth and goal from the two. And if you convert it, you get it on your own 30. I kind of like I, that, I, actually. I hear you. I'd rather have the offense choose. I would rather have it that way. Um, and then even if it was fourth and two, Mike, you can still do it the normal spot. You're just you're not allowed to play action pass. It has to be yeah. a true running play. Not even like the old like shovel pass or anything like that. Nothing would be legal. But to me, you know, I think if you ask like Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens with their tight ends and their misdirection run game. They might feel more comfortable about, hey, it's fourth and two. We're running the ball defense, and that's the way it is. Rather than fourth and 15, hey, we're throwing the ball. They're a team that's built to run it. You know, that's why I just says it favors Kansas City. They have all the tools and everything to make the fourth and 15 happen a lot better than some other teams. And to me, you know, it's a little bit of a unfair advantage, I guess, because you don't build your team upon those premises. Now, right now, it just happens to be the best team in football does have those premises, but that's rare. That, we don't always see that happen, and uh, I, I don't know. It's just an interesting angle to me, at least. So just to, just to summarize this, because I like the idea, and I was thinking of it from the standpoint of the defense getting to, to put the offense in the worst possible spot. You're saying let the offense put itself in the best possible spot. If it's a passing team, fourth and 15. If you're not confident in your ability to convert fourth and 15, passing the ball, you surrender the ability to pass, you run it, fourth and two. And I think at that point, you would just put it on the 38. I think the line of demarcation still needs to be the 40. That if you convert, you have the ball at or about the 40-yard line heading toward the other end zone, trying to parlay that into a score. So the offense says we're going to use the the onside kick alternative. We either get fourth and 15, and we can run it or pass it, or we get fourth and two, and we have to run it. I kind of like that. I, I, I think it's, you know, to me, it just it, it's it's a little more fair to the teams that are building themselves on, hey, we want to run the football and play defense or do that and play that style of football. Or, you know, even for the scenario of let's just say, you know, you're an average team in football and your starting quarterback got hurt during the game. And now you're going man, a fourth and 15. We're just we can't convert that. Not with this backup quarterback. And oh, man, our receivers out for the game. You know, okay, I'd, I like our chances. And listen, fourth and two, when you tell a defense you have to run the football, that is going, I would bet you the numbers would be close to what they are in fourth and 15. Fourth and one, fourth and six inches against a defense that has a good inkling that a team's going to run the football is hard enough, let alone two full yards. I mean, that is, that will be tough sledding. And like I said, you got to keep that offense to like, no, there's no forward pass element, anything like that. It has to be a true lateral or handoff or something like that that fits within a you know running attempt uh but it's just something that popped to my brain a little bit just what i thought was maybe fair to some other teams in football 
Yeah, and you know, the other point that I'll make, I'm a big fan of just doing 4th and 15 as the replacement for the, the kickoff altogether. Because out of that, that play, you can put your punt team on the field and you surrender possession that way. You punt it. Now, I know they still have separate safety concerns about the punt play, but not the same level they have about the kickoff play. So you go 4th and 15, send out the punter, you punt it. You run a fake punt, which becomes uh, the simulation of the surprise onside kick, right? You can run a fake punt out of punt formation on 4th and 15. You keep possession. It's just like recovering the onside kick that no one expects. The beginning of the third quarter of Super Bowl 44 is the best example of that. You can put your offense out on the field and go for it, or you can put your, your quarterback out there in shotgun formation, and he can pooch punt it like we've seen guys like Ben Roethlisberger and Randall Cunningham do. So I, I just I like that as the overall replacement for the kickoff. There's been talk about that. The commissioner first raised it back in 2012. It was a Greg Schiano idea that was a result of the, the uh, Eric Legrand tragedy at Rutgers. And uh, I, just, I, feel like it, it, I feel like this is a step toward possibly having that happen, Chris. Yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, there's got to be something done. You're right. I mean, you know, again, we did see some success with these onside kicks towards the end of the year. But, you know, I, I think it is it's too few and far between. I don't know if we can anybody who's realistically watches football can sit there and go, ooh, I think the offense can get a little more consistent in recovering these onside kicks or whatever it may be. I think the ones we saw that were successful at the end of the year, there's a little bit of, you know, luck, a fortuitous bounce. You know, I do think the kickers figured it out. Uh, but, you know, uh, again, I understand it wanting to be changed. I do. I Honestly, I think I'd want to give it one more year, Mike, of the way it is before we did this, just because I, I really feel like the, the kickers got an idea of how they wanted to kick the ball with this new uh, formula, not till like halfway point of the season. So there's a part of me that just would like to see it go one more year. Um, but if it did the fourth and 15, you know, I'm not going to hate it. I just got some questions about it. But if it's going to come down to some combination of skill and luck, I'd rather the skill and luck be normal football play, not can the kicker devise some funky way to make the ball bounce into the air and do you get lucky when it careens off of Richard Rogers' shoulder pads or something like that. I I'd rather right. that all play out in the confines of a traditional scrimmage play. But, you know, it, it feels like something is moving in that direction and they need to have a more effective way to let the team that is trailing be relevant, keep the game interesting. I mentioned this on Friday when we discussed it with Big Cat, Chris, the, the idea that Roger Goodell said several years ago when he was asked who does he root for, he said the team that's behind, right, because they want the game to be exciting and they want the team that's trailing to have a chance to come back and tie the game and win it. And, and I think they're on the right track. I say get rid of that option if you're leading. I don't like it there. Um, and, uh, and maybe we give it a try for a year. It's a one-year experiment. Let's see. Just like pass interference replay review. One year. 24 votes to try it for a year. And it's going to take 24 votes to do it again, not 24 votes to kill it. I think it's worth a shot um, because the onside kick re recovery rates by the kicking team are just too low yeah, to, right. to, to keep the games interesting late. Yeah, I, I, I hear you, you know, but it's not a, that's not my favorite point of this. You know, again, you know, there's a reason one team is, you know, up by 20 points with three minutes left on the board. They've done, you know, they've dominated the game. They deserve to win. I don't want just like, oh, oh, now this other team came back because they made four plays. Like, I, that, that's what I worry about a little bit. I do. So uh, I, I don't think I would like to see a preseason experiment with it a little bit first before we actually 
put it into the regular season. So I, I'm more in favor, and let's toy with it this preseason if we do have it, and then start to reevaluate it from there because to what Troy Vincent said about the pass interference thing, there was unintended consequences that they did not foresee happening and, and things that went on. And I think this could be one of those things, too, to where, you know, let's evaluate it a little bit, think about it a little bit more, and then if we like it in the preseason, maybe we put it in the 20, 2021 season. We'll find out on Thursday whether or not the owners will approve this proposal and put the onside kick alternative in play for 2020. That's it for today's PFTOT. We'll be back on Wednesday with another edition of PFT Live. Chris, have a great day. We'll see everybody you back too, here man. tomorrow.